This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. I'm Bob Joseph. Good morning. It's 55 in downtown Binghamton at 604. The forecast from News Radio 1290. Some patchy fog this morning. Otherwise sunny today. High 86. The historic Binghamton Firehouse that was home to number five restaurant for decades now is fully leased as a redevelopment project nears completion. The former restaurant site and neighboring Southside properties were acquired in 2020. The developer Brett Pritchard has transformed the site into number five commons. First businesses, a Mirabito convenience store, and a People's Security Bank and Trust Office opened last September. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. We sell the ultimate driving machine at Galt BMW. Some schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by interviewing on Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. WNBF News Time 606. Police in the city of Binghamton have been directed to crack down on the use of illegal fireworks during the Independence Day weekend. Mayor Jared Cram says the police department community response team will be working to target those who insist on breaking the law as part of their 4th of July celebrations. Graham said setting off fireworks in neighborhoods near wooded areas or anywhere with kids or other near, others nearby is dangerous and irresponsible. In his news release, the mayor said illegal fireworks cause countless injuries and start destructive fires every year. He said the use of such fireworks also are a drain on resources in times when our first responders are already busier than usual. New York State is planning to ban people from carrying firearms into many places of business unless the owners put up a sign explicitly saying guns are welcome. That's according to Governor Kathy Hochul. Governor said she and legislative leaders have agreed on the broad strokes of a gun control bill that could pass today in a special session of the legislature. Is coming just days after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the state's handgun licensing law. Because of the court ruling, ordinary New Yorkers will, for the first time in more than a century, be able to get a license to carry a gun outside the home for personal defense. Previously, it was hard to get an unrestricted handgun license unless you worked in law enforcement or had a job in security. New York City and New York State officials also are announcing lawsuits against 10 sellers of gun parts that the officials say can be assembled in untraceable ghost guns and sold without background checks. The Attorney General Letitia James and New York City Mayor Eric Adams say the weapons sold by online ghost gun retailers have been found at a growing share of New York crime scenes. Mayor Adams said these are dangerous weapons. He said we should not think these are just kits used for hobbyists. He said they're being used by murderers. All of them are illegal.
WNBF News Time, 609. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And taking a look at the roads of Brome and Tioga counties on this Thursday morning at 610. Everything seems to be in pretty good shape. We have no problems reported on area roadways. If anything develops, we'll let you know. Try to keep you out of a jam on this Thursday morning with First News Binghamton. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service and patchy fog this morning for another hour or so. Otherwise, mostly sunny with a high of 86. Mainly clear tonight, low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a slight chance of showers in the afternoon. Maybe a few thunderstorms late in the day. High 90. Yeah, look for the weekend. Mixed bag, Saturday partly sunny, some showers and thunderstorms possible, high 82. Sunday looks nice, mostly sunny, high 83. And right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio, WNBF, WNBF.com. I'm Bob Joseph, along with James Kelly. This is First News Binghamton, giving you the information you need so you know what's going to be going on around the Twin Tiers. Of course, our news and information continues till 8 this morning. And then our talk show, live and local, Binghamton Now, from 8 to 10. Always plenty to talk about, and I hope you'll join us. It's coming up later this morning on News Radio, WNBF News Time, 611. It's time for... Six fourteen on News Radio twelve ninety and ninety two point one FM. This is First News Binghamton. Bob Joseph with all the latest information. In a moment, we'll have some sports. If you haven't seen it yet, take a look at our update on the Number Five Commons development. I had an opportunity to pop into the old Number Five restaurant on. Wednesday afternoon, yeah, just, uh, yesterday afternoon, and take a look at what they're doing. We've been doing updates on this since Jim McCoy's number five restaurant closed at that location on South Washington Street, and it's being transformed. More tenants have been signed up for the first floor where the restaurant used to be located, and uh, we have the latest who will be moving in, and also some pictures where things stand, both with the former firehouse and also the building next door that's undergoing renovation. So those pictures as well as a video, sort of a, a two-minute tour of the old number five restaurant that you may have known and love over um, a period of years. It's all on our website, WNBF.com. This is First News Binghamton on a Thursday morning, WNBF News Time, 6.15. Time now for sports with James Kelly. The New York Yankees secured another series sweep by defeating the Oakland Athletics by a score of 5-3 yesterday. Jameson Tyone gave up all three Oakland runs in the first inning, but Aaron Judge responded in the bottom half of the first with a two-run home run. In the bottom of the third inning, Giancarlo Stanton hit a three-run home run to right center field, giving the Yankees a 5-3 lead and the eventual win. Jameson Tyone pitched five innings, allowing the three first-inning runs and striking out six. The Yankees completed their ninth series sweep of the season and are now 56-20. and 20. The New York Mets found themselves on the wrong end of a sweep last night, dropping the final game of the series against the Houston Astros by a score of 2-0. 
The game was scoreless until the ninth inning when Drew Smith allowed a two-run homer to Jason Castro. The Mets scraped together just two hits on the day and are now just four and six in their last ten games. This rough stretch has allowed the Atlanta Braves to climb back to only three games in the division in the NL East. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies played a back-and-forth game against the Hartford Yard Goats last night but came away with a 7-3 win. The Rumble Ponies scored two runs in the second inning on a monster two-run home run from catcher Francisco Alvarez. Late RBIs from Jeremy Vasquez, Matt Winokur, Hayden Singer, and Wyatt Young gave the Rumble Ponies a comeback win. Max Scherzer making his second rehab start with the team on his way back from a left oblique injury cruised through the first three innings of the game before allowing three runs in the fourth inning. He ended his day at 80 pitches with four and two-thirds innings pitched and eight strikeouts. After the game, Scherzer told reporters that he doesn't expect to make any more rehab starts before returning to the big league roster. The Rumble Ponies will be back in action against the Yard Goats tonight at 7.05 with pregame starting on WMBF at 6.50. And former Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden officially declined his $47.3 million option with the Philadelphia 76ers to become a free agent. Harden has expressed interest in returning to Philadelphia and helping them reconstruct their roster to live up to their championship aspirations. The latest in sports. Now, James, uh, did we hear anything officially from Max Scherzer afterwards, after his uh, start for the uh, Rumble Ponies in in Hartford last night? Did he revise his his publicly stated stance and decide he wants to be a Rumble Pony forever? No, I think he did the exact opposite. He said, "I don't, I don't want to come back." Oh. Again, you know, I as, as he should. He's I a guess. major league player. This is not listen. As as somebody who just moved here from New York to Binghamton, I could say, you know, the other the other place isn't that bad. I think the other place is pretty nice. Queens, oh, it's nice. Well, at least you have a lot more subways than we have. Great we have, public have, transportation. We have a subway on Court Street. We have a subway on Main Street, and they're not even running most of the time. Whereas the subways in New York City now are back to twenty four seven, right? Well, they're supposed to be 24-7. Who knows? You get to a subway station at 3 o'clock in the morning, that train's not coming. <laughs> it's just not. All bets are off. Well, I know when Rudy Giuliani was mayor, all those trains ran on time. I, Plus, I don't recall. <laughs> well, no, you don't recall because it was before your time. But trust me, that when, when Rudolph Giuliani was mayor of New York City, the trains typically ran on time. Also say this, you could always count on someone trying to sell you a copy of the New York Post, say, at uh, at the bridges and tunnel entrances, because you'd be jammed up, as you know. So it's like, all right, I guess, I guess I have to buy a copy. I think they were good salespeople because they used the power of intimidation. It's like, you will, you do want a copy of the yeah. New York Post. It's like, Actually, no, but here's 50 cents. Thanks. Yeah, they don't really sell newspapers anymore, but I was, they're cracking down on people, like street performers and people selling fruits in the subway station. Oh, I saw. It's not great. They, this one beloved performer on the subway, the cops came. There were five cops who surrounded him, and he's been performing in the subway doing some great music jazz, and he has those little animatronic animals that go boop, 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 boop. Listen to WNBF, boop, 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 boop. And uh, the police on the subway there, they surrounded him, and then they took him into custody. Did yeah. you see that video? Yeah, I'd oh. be I'd be interested to see what the thought process behind just deciding what because these guys these guys have been out here for years and years and years. I mean, there's a guy on on. 
34th and 6th, the guy in the uh, Herald Square station who dances around with a skeleton, and that's like his his host reel. He dances yeah. extremely romantically with a skeleton, and that's, you know, when are they coming for him next? And the way Mayor Adams is talking, you would think to hear Mayor Eric Adams talk about it, these performers on the subway were somehow causing unmitigated harm. Well, they've been here for years. That's part... It's part of New York City. It's part of the fabric yeah. of the Big Apple. You Tourists don't. show up and they take videos. It's <laughs> like when you get on the subway and somebody starts playing a boombox and yells, it's it's performance time, and all the real New Yorkers put their headphones in, but the tourists got their phones out. That's exactly it. So they can go back to Omaha and say, look, Agnes, what we saw. We saw we Showtime. Went, it was great. It was live, and we had to pay next to nothing. They danced on the poles in the subway <laughs> while it was moving. It was crazy. Absolutely. Coming up, we'll have some business news right here on News Radio, WNBF News Time 620. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The Dow Jones managed its first advance in three sessions on Wednesday, gaining 82 points to close just over 31,000. The S&P and the Nasdaq Composite finished lower by less than a tenth of a percent. There's no guarantee that the Fed can slow inflation without hurting the job market. That's the warning from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. At a banking forum in Portugal, Powell says he believes the Fed can manage a soft landing, boosting rates just enough to rein in inflation without triggering a recession. The chief executive officer at Bed Bath & Beyond is out. Mark Tritton was let go yesterday after less than three years after the company's report that sales plunged 25% in the most recent quarter. Unilever has sold its Ben & Jerry's business in Israel to its Israeli distributor. The move ends years of controversy involving regional politics. Ben & Jerry's will still be sold in both Israel and the West Bank, but under its Hebrew and Arabic names. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And taking a look at Wall Street futures right now, about three hours before trade starts. Dow futures are down 326. NASDAQ futures are down 192. WNBF News Time, 624. First... Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 625, we have no incidents to report to you at this time. If you see something, of course, say something. You can always contact us on the WNBF traffic tip line, 607-772-1290. Let us know about uh, an incident, and then we'll relay it to everyone else so people can get to work on time this Thursday morning. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Patchy fog this morning, otherwise sunny today, high 86. Mainly clear tonight, low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow. A slight chance of showers, maybe a few thunderstorms, high 90. Saturday, partly sunny, showers possible, high 82. Right now, a fairly pleasant 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio WNBF 626. It's time now for Dr. Sanjay Gupta, sponsored by UHS. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. 
I've talked with you so many times about the importance of reading food and drink labels closely in the name of your diet. But today I want to talk about labels in the context of marijuana, cannabis, especially because I almost bought a drink containing CBD the other day without even realizing it. When I looked into this online, I found researchers at NYU recently published a study about this. Products on store shelves, chips, candy, soda, they look almost identical to products your kids would buy or they might buy for themselves. The only thing missing, the manufacturer's name. Then, in small type, 600 milligrams THC. That's tetrahydrocannabinol, the part of cannabis that makes you high. Even a small fraction of that could overwhelm a child. So until the government cracks down on this, you do need to look twice at those labels. Yes, even before buying a snack at the store. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. If you're in healthcare, you know the power of data. At NRC Health, we know data isn't enough. Going beyond data to genuinely connect with each person is what really matters. That's the power of human understanding. At NRC Health, harnessing that power is everything, helping you improve care for everyone. It's the secret ingredient for the smartest healthcare systems. Go deeper at nrchealth.com. When the forgotten poor are in need of healing, they wait for a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships, a floating hospital staffed by volunteers, heroes of mercy who donate their time to save lives. Every human has the right to have a place at the table of the human race. If you could just see the smiles that you get when lives have been changed, then it would make it all worth it. To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, go to mercyships.org. A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, brought to you every morning, sponsored by UHS. Listening to First News Binghamton on this Thursday morning, it's the final day of June. I'm Bob Joseph, along with James Kelly. Coming up, we'll have a news update for you on News Radio WNBF News Time 628. Now you know where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning. I'm Bob Joseph. It's 55 in downtown Binghamton. It's 630. Some patchy fog around the region for another hour or so. Otherwise, today should be sunny with a high of 86. Today is the last day of the Supreme Court's term. ABC's Aaron Katursky says there's a big opinion that will be coming down that will have an impact on immigration. As record numbers of migrants strain resources at the southern border, the Supreme Court is set to decide whether President Biden is required to continue a policy of former President Trump's that forced asylum seekers to wait in Mexico for a hearing. The policy was meant to deter migrants, but human rights groups said it violated international law and exposed already vulnerable people to kidnapping, extortion and violence. President Biden tried to end the policy last year, but two Republican-led states sued, and lower courts have sided with those states. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is launching a $1 billion pilot program aimed at helping reconnect cities and neighborhoods racially segregated or divided by road projects. Buttigieg promises wide-ranging help to dozens of U.S. communities despite the program's limited funding. Under the Reconnecting Communities program, cities and states will be able to apply for federal aid over five years to rectify harm caused by roadways built primarily through lower 
lower income black communities after the 1950s creation of the interstate highway system. The projects could include new rapid bus transit lines, caps built on top of highways with green spaces, bike lanes and pedestrian walkways to allow for safe crossings as well as partial removal of old highways. WNBF News Time 632. An inmate was killed in a prison fight at a prison in Dutchess County. State police say the altercation at the Greenhaven Correctional Facility in Stormville left one inmate dead and another injured. Details of the incident have not been released. State police are withholding the name of the inmate who was killed. Police did not say whether anyone would face charges in connection with that death. In Binghamton, police are being directed to crack down on the use of illegal fireworks during the Independence Day weekend. Mayor Cram says the police community response team will work to target those who insist on breaking the law as part of the 4th of July celebrations. But shortly after City Hall issued the news release reminding residents that fireworks are illegal in Binghamton, we observed two people lighting illegal fireworks in front of a business at South Washington Street and Vestal Avenue. The two, who were wearing masks, then ran off into the nearby Southside Commons Park as the fireworks put on uh, a loud and br a brilliant show for about 30 seconds. Mayor Cram said setting off fireworks in neighborhoods near wooded areas or anywhere with children or others nearby is dangerous and irresponsible. Two years ago, a Binghamton man was charged with felony arson in connection with a fire that heavily damaged a house on State Street. Police said the blaze broke out because people were just having a good time setting off fireworks in front of the house. The house was demolished about two months later. New York's recreational marijuana market is beginning to sprout with some thin leaf plants stretching toward the sun in farms around the state. New York has given about 200 hemp growers a first shot at cultivating marijuana destined for legal sales, which could begin by the end of the year. Big indoor growers are expected to join later. For now, though, the field is clear for some growers like Frank Papalizzo of the Homestead Farms, where a small crew just outside Albany in Clifton Park dug out shallow holes for seedlings after packing them by hand. He says it's an opportunity. There's obviously going to be a demand for it. He said hopefully it'll benefit the farmers. He says it's been a long time since there's been a real cash crop in New York State. Where news breaks first, this is News Radio WNBF 1290 AM 92.1 FM and streaming live at WNBF.com. WNBF News Time 635. You're in. Good morning. It's 6.37 at WNBF. Bob Joseph along with James Kelly. You're listening to First News Binghamton. We're pleased to be here to start your day. And we hope that you'll make it a habit so you know what's going on around your world. If uh, anything big or interesting happened while you slept, of course, we'll let you know. Looks like uh, last night was relatively calm, as far as we can tell. No major problems to report so far as we start this Thursday, June 30th. Interesting story on the front page of the uh, newspaper, the Presence on Bulletin, how to keep dogs safe and calm during fireworks. And it's 
always a problem this time of year because some dogs really get frightened when they hear loud noises, whether it's fireworks or thunder. And uh, unfortunately, some people persist in uh, putting on their own fireworks displays. It's not just on the 4th of July, of course. They wind up buying plenty of fireworks, so they want to be able to use their fireworks over, say, a period of several days around the holiday. And that only makes things aggravating for dogs because dogs have a hard time understanding that we're simply celebrating our independence to buy fireworks from our friends in china i mean that's the whole point of lighting off fireworks is to provide billions of dollars in revenue to china i guess and that's what we uh, or some people do bottom line is though for uh, dogs who are sensitive to these loud noises, as the newspaper points out, keep your dog away from fireworks. That's the first tip. And I always keep my dogs away from fireworks. I tell them, don't even go near. And they always obey. Also, play white noise. So I try to play a little background of, uh, say, WNBF, especially, say, if the baseball game is on, the dogs like that for some reason. And also uh, create a safe haven. They also say uh, treatment options. And James, my vet gave me some little pills for my one dog who is sensitive and said, try these little pills and maybe your dog won't be bothered so much by the fireworks. But I don't like giving my dogs drugs. Yeah, I've never found that those work anyway, because my dogs also freak out at, yeah. you know, my, my younger puppy, we got him during the pandemic, so he has, you know, separation anxiety. Yeah. Anytime there's, like, something new, he's like, what the heck is going on? Like, every day has been the same for the last two years. Why is something new happening? So it, we probably have to load him up on some Benadryl for July 4th. I would say he wasn't, he, I don't think he was that bad. Last year, but he does get freaked out by new things yeah. and, and the sounds of explosions outside the house is probably yeah. one of those things. Challenging time of year, to be sure, for many, many dogs and for their owners. WNBF News Time, 639. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 640, we have no big problems to report. Watch out, of course, on Shenango Street on Binghamton's north side. It's still shut down because of the efforts to fix the sinking I-81 bridge. So through traffic is being detoured on Shenango Street between Bevere and Frederick. However, I am pleased to report by taking a close look, it looks like that they are making big progress in getting this bridge fixed. We don't know when Shango Street will reopen, but based on my assessment, it looks like progress is being made. So hopefully before the end of the summer, that stretch of Shenango Street will be open for traffic. Of course, it still is open for pedestrians and bicyclists. So we'll keep you posted there. Also let you know if any serious traffic issues crop up on this Thursday morning. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog around the Twin Tiers this morning. Otherwise, should be a nice day. Warmer, sunny skies, high 86, mainly clear tonight. Low 64, mostly sunny tomorrow with a slight chance of showers in the afternoon. And thunderstorms possible late in the day. A high on Friday, about 90. Not quite as warm on Saturday, partly sunny, a few showers and thunderstorms, high 82. And looking ahead to Sunday, mostly sunny with a high of 83.
And right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. Coming up in about 90 minutes, it's your live local talk program. Binghamton Now will be on the air. We'll have uh, plenty of information for you. Actually, we'll be talking with the developer of the number five commons project, Brett Pritchard, will join us live to tell us about the latest tenants he has signed up for that development project. Of course, the Morabito convenience store opened last fall, and then a new bank branch opened there. But additional businesses are now setting up shop, and we'll get all the details with Brett Pritchard with the number five commons development project on Binghamton South Side. We'll talk about it on the talk show. Binghamton Now, of course, we'll also take your phone calls between 8 and 10 this morning on News Radio WNBF. Coming up, a look at sports, WNBF News Time, 643. Are you getting... First News Binghamton on your Thursday morning. We're wrapping up the first half of 2022. I have no idea where the last six months have gone, but it seems to me they have flown right by. And then the second half of the year begins tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow will be July 1st. So we'll see what happens. I, I think the first half of the year was relatively good compared to the last couple of years. So I think think we're making progress. WNBF News Time, 645. Time now for a sports update with James Kelly. The New York Yankees secured another series sweep by defeating the Oakland Athletics by a score of 5-3 yesterday. Jameson Tyone gave up all three Oakland runs in the first inning, but Aaron Judge responded in the bottom of the inning with a two-run home run. In the bottom of the third inning, Giancarlo Stanton hit a three-run homer to right center field, giving the Yankees a 5-3 lead and the eventual win. Jameson Tyone pitched five innings, allowing three first-inning runs and striking out six. The Yankees completed their ninth sweep of the season and are now 56-20. and 20. The New York Mets found themselves on the wrong end of a sweep last night, dropping the final game of the series against the Houston Astros by a score of 2-0. The game was scoreless until the ninth inning when Drew Smith allowed a two-run homer to Jason Castro. The Mets scraped together just two hits on the day and are now just 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. This rough stretch has allowed the Atlanta Braves to climb to only three games back in the NL East. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies played a back-and-forth game against the Hartford Yard Goats last night, but came away with a 7-3 win. The Rumble Ponies scored two runs in the second inning on a monster two-run home run from catcher Francisco Alvarez. Late RBIs from Jeremy Vasquez, Matt Winokur, Hayden Singer, and Wyatt Young gave the Rumble Ponies a comeback win. Max Scherzer making his second rehab start with the team on his way back from a left oblique injury. Cruised through the first three innings of the game before allowing three runs in the fourth inning. He ended his day at 80 pitches with four and two-thirds innings pitched and eight strikeouts. After the game, Scherzer told reporters that he doesn't expect to make any more rehab starts before returning to the big league roster. The Rumble Ponies will be back in action against the Yard Goats tonight at 7.05 with pregame starting on WNBF at 6.50. And former Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden officially declined his $47.3 million option with the Philadelphia 76ers to become a free agent. Harden has expressed interest in returning to Philadelphia and helping them reconstruct their roster to live up to their championship aspirations. Max Scherzer. I, 
I was just hoping he would come back to Binghamton just one more time so we could try to set a new attendance record. Well, you know, at some point, Jacob DeGrom is going to have to make some rehab starts somewhere. I'm not saying it's going to be in Binghamton. Last year, he was in Port St. Lucie for his rehab starts, and you know the poor Palm Beach Cardinals were on the wrong end of that three times last year. And that guy's social media manager was just, he was going through it and all those starts. Uh, but who knows? Maybe this year, it'll be Binghamton that Jacob DeGrom returns to to make his rehab games. I think it will be. That's my gut feeling. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really done Binghamton, which is what I heard when Scherzer was here, is that you know, the Mets really don't use Binghamton as the place to make these rehab starts, but I guess that is changing now. Yeah, and I saw it, it was uh, a story, I think, on Syracuse.com. There, it seemed to be tinged with, I don't know, a certain degree of bitterness and maybe maybe unspoken anger that Max Scherzer didn't, didn't do his rehab assignment with the Syracuse Mets. I mean, gosh. Our friends in Syracuse could simply have driven down, taken 60 or 62 minutes to drive down to the stadium here and get stuck in traffic on 363. It wouldn't have been that difficult. But if that's the way they want to be. Personally, I think I think the Mets organization, and this is confidential, I just think the Mets organization now has a strong preference for Binghamton over Syracuse. But I can't prove it. Yeah, what's closer to Queens, Binghamton or Syracuse? Exactly. As the sign says at the stadium, the road to Queens runs through Rumbletown. And I think I think each with each successive season, I believe that's being proven. So, uh, you know, again, I actually I will be going to a Syracuse game. I just found out yesterday that I will be going to a Syracuse Mets game sometime in August. So I've never been to see a baseball game in Syracuse, so I'll look forward to that. But I'll, I'll make sure that I conceal uh, my origin because I don't want to get into some sort of bitter dispute with, with a Syracuse fan who might still be sad they didn't get to see Max Scherzer. Oh, it's, it's an hour drive. That's really on them at I know. that point. Yeah, it's not that hard. Thank you. James Kelly with the Sports Report, 650 at News Radio WNBF. time now for some money news. The new head of the government's road safety agency says he'll intensify efforts to understand the risks posed by automated vehicle technology. Stephen Cliff says the aim is to help the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration decide what regulations may be needed to protect drivers, passengers, and pedestrians. Cliff says the agency is assessing crash data recently reported by car makers and tech companies. Any new regulations the agency may impose would fill what critics say is an urgent need to address the growing use of driver-assisted systems. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell says there's no guarantee the central bank can tame runaway inflation without hurting the job market. Speaking at a European Central Bank forum, Powell repeated his hope that the Fed can achieve a so-called soft landing, raising interest rates just enough to slow the economy and rein in surging consumer prices without sending the U.S. economy into a recession. Amazon is limiting how many emergency contraceptives consumers can buy, joining other retailers who put in place similar caps following the Supreme Court decision overruling Roe v. Wade. A company spokesman confirmed Amazon's temporarily capping three units per week 
went into effect on Monday. The company did not share further details on what emergency contraceptive products were limited for purchase. Taking a look at Wall Street futures right now, Dow futures are up 375. NASDAQ futures are down 208. Actually, a correction. Dow futures are down 375. That's the latest business news for you on News Radio, WNBF News Time, 653. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a Tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And on this Thursday morning, it's time for a tech update from Kim Commando on News Radio WNBF. If TikTok is on your smartphone, here's why you should remove it immediately. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com slash 55 today. FCC Commissioner Brendan Carr has asked the CEOs of both Google and Apple to remove TikTok from their app stores. He says that TikTok, the most popular app for teens and 20-somethings, is not simply sharing funny videos. At its core, TikTok is a sophisticated surveillance tool harvesting all your personal data. TikTok is owned by a Beijing company, ByteDance, which Commissioner Carr says is required by Chinese law to comply with the communist China's surveillance demands, including getting your entire search and browsing history, facial ID, voice prints, your texts, location, photos, and more. And the software has circumvented all attempts to block its collection methods. No other popular software is spying to this extent. I post breaking tech news 24-7 at my website. That's commando.com, with a K, of course. Summer is starting and prices are rising on just about everything. But when it comes to the cost of your prescriptions, checking GoodRx can help. With GoodRx, you can save a few bucks and maybe put it toward a road trip or a staycation, something fun to celebrate the season. GoodRx helps you compare prescription prices at local pharmacies and can save you up to 80%. Comparing prices is important because what a lot of people don't realize is that prescription prices can vary from one pharmacy to the next sometimes by as much as $100. But with GoodRx, you'll have the information you need to help you find the lowest price. GoodRx has saved consumers $40 billion to date and can help you save money too. For simple, smart savings on your prescriptions, check GoodRx. Go to GoodRx.com Kim. That's GoodRx.com Kim. GoodRx is not insurance, but can be used instead of insurance, Medicare and Medicaid. In 2021, GoodRx users saved 81% on retail prescription prices. And, of course, Kim Commando, every weekday morning right here on News Radio WNBF. And if you want more tech news, we will have more tech news for you next hour at about 7.53. Alex Stone from ABC with Tech Trends will look at the next 15 years for the 
iPhone. It's all for you on News Radio WNBF. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And on this Thursday morning, everything seems to be in good shape. 17, 81, 86, no problems reported. Also, no problems reported on the secondary roadways. Be prepared for delays today. On 434, the Vestal Parkway heading eastbound from Binghamton University to downtown. Inevitably, there will be some backups because of lane restrictions in the Greenway construction area. So if you're in a big hurry, head from, say, the Binghamton University area to downtown, use Riverside Drive instead. You'll be able to get there expeditiously. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog this morning. Otherwise, sunny skies with a high of 86 today. Mainly clear tonight. Low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow. A slight chance of showers early in the afternoon and a higher chance of showers. Even thunderstorms later in the day. Tomorrow's high 90. And looking ahead to the weekend. A nice summer weekend. With partly sunny skies on Saturday, showers likely, perhaps some thunderstorms as well in the afternoon. The high Saturday, 82. Sunday could be almost perfect. Mostly sunny skies with a high of 83. Right now, it's 55 in downtown Binghamton at News Radio, WNBF, 1290 AM, 92.1 FM, and streaming live at WNBF.com. WNBF News Time, 6.58. Join Mark. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022. I'm Bob Joseph, along with James Kelly, bringing you First News Binghamton. Coming up, ABC with the National and World Update, then... The latest local and regional report, live from the WNBF News Center, followed by another hour of First News Binghamton. Don't forget our live local talk program, Binghamton Now, starts after the 8 o'clock news. WNBF News Times, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, June 30th at 7.04. It's 59 degrees in downtown Binghamton this morning. I'm James Kelly, and you're listening to First News on WMBF. Authorities announced that over the weekend, New York State Police arrested Elijah Gibson of Endicott, New York, for criminal possession of stolen property in the fourth degree. Gibson was pulled over for speeding on Main Street in the town of Union, and the trooper's investigation revealed that the vehicle had been reported stolen to the Binghamton City Police Department. Gibson was subsequently arrested and issued appearance tickets to the Union Town Court. New York State Police announced that yesterday after receiving a check the welfare complaint for 29-year-old Charles Rothenberg of Sandy Creek, New York, they discovered Mr. Rothenberg dead in his home. Through their investigation, police arrested Alva Parsons of Sandy Creek, New York for murder in the second degree. Parsons was transported to the Oswego County Jail for a CAP court arraignment. The investigation is ongoing and anyone with information is asked to contact the New York State Police at 315-366-6000. Authorities say Terrell McDonald of Troy, New York, pled guilty in federal court to conspiracy to commit bank fraud and aggravated identity theft. 
McDonald, whose aliases include Ruger and Moon, admitted that he was involved in a fraud scheme known as Felony Lane Gang between 2018 and 2020. McDonald and his co-conspirators traveled across the country breaking into cars and after committing these smash-and-grab vehicle thefts, used stolen debit cards, credit cards, checkbooks, and photo identification to commit bank fraud by recruiting women who impersonated the smash-and-grab victims in drive through bank lanes to withdraw money and cash checks. McDonald admitted that the loss amount from the conspiracy attributable to him is between ninety-five dollars and $150,000. New York State troopers have announced that on Monday, troopers responded to a shots-fired call in the town of Sempronius, and Joshua Pena of Syracuse, New York, was subsequently arrested on four counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. Pena was transported to Cayuga County Jail for arraignment. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced that Sean Morrissey of Waterford, New York, was arraigned yesterday on an indictment charging him with abusive sexual contact of a ward. Morrissey was a correctional officer at Rensselaer County Correctional Facility, and according to the indictment, between September 7, 2018 and September 21, 2018, Morrissey knowingly abused a female federal detainee. The charge filed against Morrissey carries a maximum of two years in prison, a fine up to $250,000, and a term of supervised release of up to one year. The Broome County Sheriff's Office is currently looking for Alexa Wolfork on an outstanding warrant and is asking the residents of Broome County for assistance. Wolfork is known to frequent the Central Street area in the village of Endicott, and anyone with information about her whereabouts is asked to submit a tip online or call the Broome County Sheriff's Office tip line or warrants division. New York State Troopers announced that on Monday, troopers responded to a criminal mischief complaint in the town of Mentz and subsequently arrested Nathan Tratt of Port Byron for petty larceny. Tratt was issued an appearance ticket to return to the town of Mentz court. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced that Leonard Samuels of Schenectady, New York, pled guilty to illegally possessing a firearm as a convicted felon. Samuels admitted to possessing a loaded semi-automatic pistol, which was recovered during an executed search warrant on April 8, 2021. Samuels also agreed to forfeit a loaded ghost gun pistol, as well as a quantity of ammunition for both pistols. He faces up to 10 years in prison. Authorities announced that a Rochester couple was arrested this week in connection with the theft of 17 catalytic converters from Drivers Village Auto in Cicero, New York. New York State Police announced that Brittany Hollert and Vasily Maximchuk of Rochester, New York, were arrested following an investigation into the theft of the catalytic converters from vehicles located at Drivers Village Auto. State Police estimated that the damages caused by Hollert and Maximchuk to the vehicles is over $50,000. The press release also noted that both suspects were involved in several other similar thefts throughout the Rochester area as well. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290, WNBF. And it's a good start to your Thursday morning. No serious crashes to report at the moment. And no backups anywhere around the area for now. Of course, if anything pops up, we'll try to let you know as quickly as possible so you don't wind up tied up. You know, they had a tie-up yesterday, a a backup on 201. It was a a three-car crash late in the afternoon and traffic did back up for a time from Vestal to Johnson City so I know some people weren't pleased with that 
just uh, about an hour before that, I saw a two-car crash on, on the 201. And it didn't tie up traffic much, but it did create a little bit of um, <clears throat> excitement because people started slamming on their brakes when they arrived at the scene. But apparently no serious injuries from either of those incidents yesterday on the 201 between Vestal and Johnson City. Again, everything is fine right now as we start off on this June 30th. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. And today should be a, a fairly nice day. Still some patchy fog possible in parts of the region. Otherwise, it'll turn out sunny with a high around 86, mainly clear tonight, low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow, a slight chance of showers in the afternoon. Greater chance of showers and thunderstorms late in the day. Tomorrow's high 90. And a preview for the weekends. Saturday, mostly cloudy, a few showers, maybe some thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 82. Sunday, looks really nice, mostly sunny and a high of 83. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio, WNBF, 1290 AM and 92.1 FM. First News Binghamton, I'm Bob Joseph, along with James Kelly, providing the information you need to get things started on this Thursday morning. Coming up, James Kelly with sports. We also have some business news from ABC's Jim Ryan and uh, ABC's focus on the White House. We'll find out what President Biden is up to today and uh, later this hour, tech trends from ABC. So there will be a lot of information that we'll convey to you between now and 8 o'clock. If you're able to, I encourage you to stick around after 8 for our live local talk program. Binghamton Now will be speaking with Mary Yurden from the Broome County Health Department about monkeypox. More cases of monkeypox are now being reported around New York State. Now, the last I checked, which was about 24 hours ago, there were no confirmed cases of monkeypox in Broome County at the moment. However, that doesn't mean there will be no monkeypox cases here in the Binghamton area. Uh, within the last few days, there's been a, a report, I believe it's been confirmed, of a monkeypox case in Chemung County in the Elmira area. So, at some point, it would seem that monkeypox will arrive here in Broome County. A lot of the monkeypox cases that have been confirmed so far in the New York City area, and look, it's such a quick drive up between the city and Binghamton, health officials say that it's almost inevitable that some monkeypox cases will pop up around here before you know it. So we'll talk about that at 8.30 with Mary Yurden. If you want more information on monkeypox, we'll have details on that. Also at 9.30, developer Brett Pritchard will be on the program. The latest information on the number five commons project. Now, he says, the place is 100% leased. He said that's what his goal was. He wanted to have the whole place leased out by the summer. And it's happened. So we'll talk with Brett Pritchard. Plus, we'll be taking your phone calls if you want to talk about something non-controversial. You can call in. If you want to talk about something controversial, I guess you could call in too. It's Binghamton Now, starting after the eight o'clock news, right here on News Radio WNBF News Time seven thirteen.
7.15 at WNBF. It's sports time. I uh, felt good out there. Uh, you know, had to work through some traffic. Uh, you know, and was able to come back out uh, and get five ups in, uh, get 80 pitches in. Uh, you know, and everything felt good. So, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. That was Max Scherzer following a back-and-forth win for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies against the Hartford Yard Goats by a score of 7-3. The Rumble Ponies scored two runs in the second inning on a monster two-run home run from catcher Francisco Alvarez. Late RBIs from Jeremy Vasquez, Matt Winokur, Hayden Singer, and Wyatt Young gave the Rumble Ponies a comeback win. Scherzer making his second rehab start with the team on his way back from a left oblique injury. Cruised through the first three innings of the game before allowing three runs in the fourth inning. He ended his day at 80 pitches with four and two-thirds innings pitched and eight strikeouts. And after the game, he told reporters that he doesn't expect to make any more rehab starts before returning to the big league roster. The Rumble Ponies will be back in action against the Yard Goats tonight at 7.05 for the pregame starting on WMBF at 6.50. The New York Yankees secured another series sweep by defeating the Oakland Athletics by a score of 5-3 yesterday. Jameson Tyone gave up all three Oakland runs in the first inning, but Aaron Judge responded in the bottom half of the first with a two-run home run. In the bottom of the third, Giancarlo Stanton hit a three-run home run to right center field, giving the Yankees a 5-3 lead in the eventual win. Tyone pitched five innings, allowing three first-run innings and striking out six. The Yankees completed their ninth series sweep of the season and are now 56-20. and The New York Mets found themselves on the wrong end of a sweep last night, dropping the final game of their series against the Houston Astros by a score of 2-0. The game was scoreless until the ninth when Drew Smith allowed a two-run home run to Jason Castro. The Mets scraped together just two hits on the day and are now just 4-6 and six in their last 10. This rough stretch has allowed the Atlanta Braves to climb back to only three games in the NL East. And former Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden officially declined his $47.3 million option with the Philadelphia Philadelphia 76ers to become a free agent. Harden has expressed interest in returning to Philadelphia and helping them reconstruct their roster to live up to their championship aspirations. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm still concerned about Serena Williams. Uh, more I read, it seems to it seems many people now think that it's over for Serena. I hope it's not true, but um, according according to some people, they think that she's not going to be really playing again. I don't know. I, I hope she plays again. It's something, something we can all, all look forward to. I think. You know, one thing that's not happening this summer, James, here in Binghamton, is the big tennis challenger. They used to have they have uh, a tennis tournament here. Yeah, over uh, usually. I, think it's, I thought I thought our tennis court was smoking. Well, it's still the the vapors. It has the vapors. So according to the people that run the Tennis Challenger a few months ago, they said it would not happen this year because of something involving COVID protocols, which I don't know. Here here we are sort of emerging from mm-hmm. COVID protocols, but that was the, the reason, one of the reasons they gave that it wouldn't be held this year. So hopefully it will be held next year. But again, that's assuming that the mystery surrounding the tennis courts at Rec Park can be resolved. I think it will be. I have I have some information that they're actually making some progress in in solving the mystery. Why I'm why sure they, they thought that last time too. Oh James. 
You're starting to sound like a journalist. Yeah, so cynical. <laughs> I was going to say, you're too young to possess such cynicism. Give give it a couple of years. Oh, then... man. <laughs> Bob, the, the cynical life is the life for me. Oh, my gosh. Shows you're hanging around the right people. I am anyway. a, a glass-fully-empty kind of guy. <laughs> it's funny. I, uh, uh, several years ago, the guy, he used to be, I think he was still head of the Chamber of Commerce. Or maybe, no, actually, I think... I think he was no longer the head of the Chamber of Commerce, but he came across me like in some parking lot. We were walking. He said, Bob, you strike me as a guy, a half empty, a glass is half empty kind of guy. And I told the guy, I said, well, I don't like to think of it as being half empty. I like to think of it as being totally realistic. Yeah. I said, that's, that's, I mean, I was born here and I've observed enough things over the years around here. So, and we I, see a lot of news. Exactly. News so, is rarely ever good. Well, I mean, sometimes it is, but you're right. I mean, the whole point, the reason why it's news is because it's outside the norm. You know, if people yeah. want to hear, I mean, what kind of a newscast would it be if we report today in the United States of America? 12,472 commercial flights were successfully completed without anybody being hurt and without anybody getting angry. What kind of a news story is that? I don't think a lot of people would read that one. No. Flights completed. Start well, destination and end destination, both arrival times right on time. For example, uh, New York Post. And, hey, you're familiar with that operation. Owned by the Murdoch family. Uh, <laughs> So they they put this story and they they love the story because it's it's gaining traction even though they already had tweeted it a couple times they can't stop this angry man watches passenger turn seat into a bed during flight so obviously it says a man was left stunned by a fellow passenger's very rude behavior during a flight and people on social media agree and it says this traveler named Paul, of course, no last name, was flying when he spotted the rude woman. And so it's stuff like that, of course, that works for the New York Post. If if they, if he tweeted the thing or a posted video of everybody on the flight being happy, how much how much action with the New York Post website? Exactly get? zero. And I'm and I'm I fall right for it. I'm a sucker for sure. stories about people not acting right in public. Absolutely, and there's I'll nothing. read every single one. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's called human curiosity. Nothing wrong at all, in my opinion. Thank you, James Kelly. Another sports update coming up at 745 right here on News Radio, WNBF News Time, 722. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The Dow Jones managed its first. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The Dow Jones managed its first advance in three sessions on Wednesday, gaining 82 points to close just over 31,000. The S&P and the Nasdaq Composite finished lower by less than a tenth of a percent. There's no guarantee that the Fed can slow inflation without hurting the job market. That's the warning from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. At a banking forum in Portugal, Powell says he believes the Fed can manage a soft landing, boosting rates just enough to rein in inflation without triggering a recession. 
The chief executive officer at Bed Bath & Beyond is out. Mark Tritton was let go yesterday after less than three years after the company's report that sales plunged 25% in the most recent quarter. Unilever has sold its Ben & Jerry's business in Israel to its Israeli distributor. The move ends years of controversy involving regional politics. Ben & Jerry's will still be sold in both Israel and the West Bank, but under its Hebrew and Arabic names. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And taking a look at Wall Street futures, at the moment things are in negative territory. The Dow futures are down 362 and NASDAQ futures are down 184. We'll have more business news throughout the day here on WNBF and some important local business news as well on WNBF.com. This is First News Binghamton, WNBF News Time, 724. News Radio. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. At 725, we have no reports of any major road problems. If you see an issue that we're not yet reporting, please contact us directly on the WNBF traffic tip hotline 607-772-1290. Let us know and then we can share the information with other drivers, keep people out of a jam. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service, some patchy fog this morning, otherwise sunny today, high 86, mainly clear tonight, low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow, slight chance of showers in the afternoon. Greater risk of showers and thunderstorms late in the day, high 90. For Saturday, mostly cloudy, showers likely, maybe some thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 82. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio. WNBF News Time, 726. I'm Bob Joseph with James Kelly. You're listening to First News Binghamton on Thursday, June 30th. Seven twenty-seven at WNBF. Let's focus on the White House with Daria Albinger. President Biden says the U.S. commitment to NATO is stronger than ever, announcing a permanent military presence in Poland. Together, our allies, we're going to make up sure that NATO is ready to meet threats from all directions across every domain, land, air, and the sea. ABC's Mary Alice Parks with the president at the NATO summit in Madrid. Those troops in Poland, that will be the first permanent U.S. troop stationed in NATO's eastern flank. Think back to before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We heard President Putin talk about how he thought NATO was encroaching, becoming more of a threat to Russia's borders. He was concerned about the possibility of a buildup of NATO troops on the eastern flank. Well, that's exactly what he's gotten. The president also praising Turkey's leader for allowing two more nations to join the alliance. I want to particularly thank you for uh, what you did putting together the situation with regard to Finland and Sweden. That allows the two nations to move ahead in their application process. Daria Albinger, ABC News. And we'll continue to have the latest on the White House and President Biden throughout the day, plus other developments with ABC News at the top of the hour right here on News Radio. WNBF News Time 728. A news update next with James Kelly. It's time. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Thursday, June 30th at 730. It's 59 degrees in downtown Binghamton this morning. I'm James Kelly and you're listening to First News on WNBF. 
Authorities announced that over the weekend, New York State Police arrested Elijah Gibson of Endicott, New York, for criminal possession of stolen property in the fourth degree. Gibson was pulled over for speeding on Main Street in the town of Union, and the trooper's investigation revealed that vehicle had been reported stolen to the Binghamton City Police Department. Gibson was subsequently arrested and issued appearance tickets to the Union Town Court. New York State Police announced that yesterday... After receiving a check the welfare complaint for 29-year-old Charles Rothenberg of Sandy Creek, New York, they discovered Mr. Rothenberg dead in his home. Through their investigation, police arrested Alva Parsons of Sandy Creek, New York, for murder in the second degree. Parsons was transported to the Oswego County Jail for CAP court arraignment. The investigation is ongoing, and anyone with information is asked to contact the New York State Police at 315-366-6000. Authorities say Terrell McDonald of Troy, New York, pled guilty in federal court to conspiracy to commit bank fraud and aggravated identity theft. McDonald, whose aliases include Ruger and Moon, admitted that he was involved in a fraud scheme known as Felony Lane Gang between 2018 and 2020. McDonald and his co-conspirators traveled across the country, breaking into cars, and after committing these smash-and-grab vehicle thefts, used stolen debit cards, credit cards, checkbooks, and photo identification commit bank fraud by recruiting women who impersonated the smash-and-grab victims and drive-through bank lanes to withdraw money and cash checks. McDonald admitted that the loss amount from the conspiracy attributable to him is between $95,000 and $150,000. New York State troopers have announced that on Monday, troopers responded to a shots-fired call in the town of Sempronius and Joshua Pena of Syracuse was subsequently arrested on four counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the second degree and two counts of criminal possession of a weapon in the third degree. Pena was transported to Cayuga County Jail for arraignment. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced that Sean Morrissey of Waterford, New York, was arraigned yesterday on an indictment charging him with abusive sexual contact of a ward. Morrissey was a correctional officer at the Rensselaer County Correctional Facility, and according to the indictment between September 7, 2018 and September 21, 2018, Morrissey knowingly abused a female federal detainee. The charge filed against Morrissey carries a maximum of two years in prison, a fine up to $250,000, and a term of supervised release of up to one year. The Broome County Sheriff's Office is currently looking for Alexa Wolfork on an outstanding warrant and is asking the residents of Broome County for assistance. Wolfork is known to frequent the Central Street area in the village of Endicott, and anyone with information about her whereabouts is asked to submit a tip online or call the Broome County Sheriff's Office Tip Line or Warrants Division. New York State troopers announced that on Tuesday, troopers responded to a criminal mischief complaint in the town of Mentz and subsequently arrested Nathan Tratt of Port Byron for petty larceny. Tratt was issued an appearance ticket to return to the town of Mentz court. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced that Leonard Samuels of Schenectady, New York, pled guilty to illegally possessing a firearm as a convicted felon. Samuels admitted to possessing a loaded semi-automatic pistol, which was recovered during an executed search warrant on April 8, 2021. Samuels also agreed to forfeit a loaded ghost gun pistol, as well as quantity of ammunition for both pistols. He faces up to 10 years in prison. Authorities announced that a Rochester couple was arrested this week in connection with the theft of 17 catalytic converters from Drivers Village Auto in Cicero, New York. Police announced that Brittany Hollert and Vasily Maximuk were responsible for the theft of the 17 catalytic converters from vehicles located at Drivers Village Auto, and they estimate that the damage caused by the two were up to 
or over $50,000. The press release also noted that both suspects were involved in several other similar thefts throughout the Rochester area. And Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram released a statement yesterday reminding residents ahead of July 4th that fireworks are illegal in the city of Binghamton. The mayor stated that setting off fireworks in neighborhoods near wooded areas or anywhere with children or others nearby is dangerous and irresponsible. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 921 FM. You want. Good morning. It's 737 at News Radio WNBF 92.1 FM and 1290 AM. And the best way to stay in touch with WNBF, if you really want to stay connected, most people decide to use the WNBF app. That way you can be connected with your favorite radio station with our news, with our talk programs, with the Rumble Ponies. Yeah, you hear it all. With the WNBF app, wherever you may be. If you're in the Triple Cities or if you're on the road, maybe you'll be going someplace special over the summer, but you don't want to miss one minute of information and talk here on WNBF. Stay in touch. Stay connected with the free WNBF app. Make sure it's on your phone and everyone's phone. Everyone in your family should have the WNBF app so they know what's going on around here. Coming up, speaking of stuff going on around here, we have a lot to talk about on the talk program today. We had some very interesting conversations on the Wednesday program, and I think we're only getting started. I suspect that big things will be happening today on the talk program, so don't miss a minute. We'll start right after the 8 o'clock news. It's live and local. It's the type of program that nobody else will dare to do, but we will every weekday morning right here on News Radio. WNBF News Time, 738. Work, school, grocery shopping, doctor's appointments, the gym, to the airport to pick up loved ones, to the kids' soccer games, piano lessons out for movie night to hear your favorite band in the city over to grandma and grandpa's house and on last year's amazing road trip your vehicle takes you so many places protect it when you leave your vehicle remember to always take your keys or key fob with you and lock the doors If you suspect auto theft, contact the National Insurance Crime Bureau at 1-800-TELL-NICB. That's 1-800-TEL-NICB or visit our website at www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. 740 on your Thursday morning, and looks like it's happy motoring for people around here. We've heard no big problems on roadways in Broome, Tioga, and surrounding counties. If anything crops up throughout the day today, we'll try to let you know. Because who wants to be stuck in a traffic jam around here? 
Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Some patchy fog this morning around the Twin Tiers. Otherwise, sunny skies, high 86. Mainly clear tonight, low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a slight chance of showers in the afternoon. Higher risk of thunderstorms late in the day, high 90. Then for the weekend, mostly cloudy Saturday, showers likely and maybe a thunderstorm in the afternoon, high 82. Sunday could be an almost perfect summer day with mostly sunny skies and a high of 83. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio, WNBF, WNBF.com. And if you drive by the old number five building, the old firehouse there at the corner of the parkway in South Wash, maybe you've been saying, gosh, I wonder what's up in there. What are they doing? Bob Joseph hasn't been over there to look inside lately. Well, we have the answer for you at WNBF.com. I actually did pop over there on Wednesday to take a close look at what they're doing in the area where the uh, first floor dining spots had been, plus the bar at number five restaurant. So a transformation continues. The upstairs, the second floor of the firehouse, where uh, most of the dining occurred over uh, more than four decades at number five, that already had been turned into office space with four tenants using offices on the second floor. But uh, we do have some new developments regarding the first floor of the beloved number five restaurant and if you go to wnbf.com you can see the details in our story online plus uh, a video i do a little uh, walking tour you can even see the iconic number five restaurant sign that used to be on the outside of the building take a look at the video it's all for you at wnbf.com wnbf news time 743 coming up next sports with james kelly this is Seven forty-five, live and local. This is First News Binghamton. It's sports time now with James Kelly. The New York Yankees secured another series sweep by defeating the Oakland Athletics last night by a score of five to three. Jameson Tyone gave up all three Oakland runs in the first inning, but Aaron Judge responded in the bottom of the first with a two-run home run. In the bottom of the third inning, John Carlos Stanton hit a three-run home run to right center field, giving the Yankees a five-three lead in the eventual win. Tyone pitched five innings, allowed those three first-inning runs, and struck out six Oakland Athletics. The Yankees completed their ninth series sweep of the season and are now 56-20. and 20. The New York Mets found themselves on the wrong end of a sweep last night, dropping the final game of the series against the Houston Astros by a score of 2-0. The game was scoreless until the ninth inning when Drew Smith allowed a two-run home run to Jason Castro. The Mets scraped together just two hits on the day and are now just 4-6 and six in their last 10 games, which has allowed the Atlanta Braves to climb back in the division. They're only three games back in the NL East now. 
The Binghamton Rumble Ponies played a back-and-forth game against the Hartford Yard Goats last night, but came away with a 7-3 win. The Rumble Ponies scored two runs in the second inning on a monster two-run home run from catcher Francisco Alvarez. Late RBIs from Jeremy Vasquez, Matt Winokur, Hayden Singer, and Wyatt Young gave the Rumble Ponies a comeback win. Max Scherzer, making a second rehab start with the team on his way back from left oblique injury, cruised through the first three injuries of the game, or first three innings of the game before allowing three runs in the fourth inning and ended his day at 80 pitches with four and two-thirds innings pitched and eight strikeouts. After the game, Scherzer told reporters that he doesn't expect to make any more rehab starts before returning to the big league roster. I, I, I still feel like I, you know, on the, on, on the arm specifically, like I, I had another hitter or two in me and my arm feels great. The Rumble Ponies will be back in action against the Yard Goats tonight at 7.05 with pregame starting on WMBF at 6.50. And former Brooklyn Nets guard James Harden officially declined his $47.3 million option with the Philadelphia 76ers to become a free agent. Harden has expressed interest in returning to Philadelphia and helping them reconstruct their roster to live up to their championship aspirations. Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm wishing him uh, continued success. Yeah, no, because he is mad. Well, he he's, a, he's a certified psychopath. Yeah. I mean, when he gave up that home run last week, uh, when he was pitching in Binghamton, gave up a home run in the fourth inning on his last pitch of the game. It, it looks like it was a walk off home run in Game Seven of the World Series. Like, relax, dude. You're you're in Double A right now. You're just getting your work in. Yeah, say it's no problem. Calm down, man. Life is good. Yeah. No, it's not him. <laughs> It's not him. <laughs> anyway, well, and they so they got a, a, a big win against the Yard Goats last night. Uh, previous night, they lost to Hartford. Then, of course, WNBF coverage of uh, tonight's game from Hartford will start at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins right here on 1290 AM and 92.1 FM. The thing uh, that I think will be interesting next week, and I'm not sure if I can make it, but it probably is going to be a, a fun evening at the ballpark at Morabito Stadium on Independence Day, which this year will be on the 4th of July. They uh, are going to have a big game as they start their series against the Portland Sea Dogs. And Great name. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I think... I think they're going to... I'm, I'm looking here. I don't see if they're going to have fireworks. Seems like they ought to. I think I think they are. I think the mayor's press release said oh, that's they're going right. to have fireworks oh, on July yeah. 4th. Oh, thanks for reminding me. You're right. Because as soon, almost as soon as uh, Mayor Cram put out the news release, I was over on the south side working on an unrelated story. And I'm... Um, you know, just mind my own business like a reporter, not bothering anyone, and for a change, not even asking a few questions. And then I'm just across the street, and I see these two people, a man and a woman wearing masks. I'm saying, gosh, I wonder what that could be that they're lighting up there on the corner of Vestal Avenue and South Wash. And so this, this is what happened. And I'm thinking to myself, James, the mayor just put out a news release specifically saying he's going to crack down, or more precisely, the police department community response team was going to crack down on this sort of behavior. So there I am facing a predicament as a journalist. I'm saying I'm not supposed to get involved in the story. I just documented apparently illegal fireworks activity. And I'm thinking... Should I call it in? Should I go over to the mayor's office? Should I call um, 
the police chief, Joe Zakowski, and let him know that this is going on. And I thought, well, it's better for me not to get involved as a journalist because that's not really that's not really what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to report and not become involved in the story because I, I got pictures of the people who were setting off the fireworks, but it didn't seem like it was appropriate for me to, you know, kind of ingratiate myself into their fun, even if it happened to be, in this case, illegal. Yeah, I think you made the right decision because now all the listeners got to hear that great <laughs> video that we played. <laughs> Perfect, perfect for this medium. Well, and I, I mentioned to our colleague David, I said, ordinarily, I don't think I would do a story about illegal fireworks. I mean, that seems to happen yeah, July every fourth year. weekend. Well, it, and that's the thing. That's the American way. What do we like about America? Well, we like making things explode. And we like breaking the law with illegal fireworks. This is what I'm told. I, and this is true, believe it or not, I have never in my life managed to set off an illegal firework and i don't intend to because you know i've got these 10 digits yeah i'm just happy with 10 working digits five on each hand i've, I've heard sad tales where some people have attempted to ignite illegal fireworks and they've lost portions of of their uh fingers or hands and i, I don't intend to take that risk yeah don't ask me if i've ever taken that risk oh i wouldn't james <laughs> certainly not live on the air <laughs> <laughs> You'd be testifying before the January 6th committee. People would be like, what the heck does James Kelly have to do with what happened in Washington on January 6th, 2021? And suddenly Liz Cheney, as they say on TV, she changes gears and goes from talking about what happened on January 6th, saying, James Kelly, have you ever in your life used an illegal firework and then you know, i don't recall that's the best way i don't recall it worked a couple weeks ago <laughs> james kelly speaking of sports on news radio wnbf news time 752 ABC News Tech Trends. This year marks 15 years since the iPhone went on sale. So what does its next 15 years look like? It has gone from being sort of this radical innovator to a careful and conservative tinkerer. Brian Merchant is the author of the book, The One Device, A Secret History of the iPhone. He says after making a big splash when it launched in 2007, newer iPhone models have seen less dramatic changes year to year, but putting evolution over revolution might be intentional. Apple has become one of the largest and most powerful and wealthiest companies in the history of companies, period. It has proven it does not need to do any radical radical scale innovation anymore. Rather, he says the company is more likely to experiment with other types of products like a rumored VR or AR headset, but bigger swings come with bigger risks. I don't know that I'd bet on that either. AR has been a tough sell so far. With Tech Trends, I'm Alex Stone, ABC News. And think of how much money most of us have spent buying Apple products over the last 15 years since they rolled out the iPhone. I can't even tell you how much. I guess thousands of dollars for the average person to uh, buy those fabulous, fabulous iPhones and iPads and iWidgets. 
traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBS. 755 and still no reports of travel trouble around the region. Everything seems to be in the clear at the moment. We'll keep our eyes and ears open. If anything pops up, we'll try to let you know. Now the forecast from the National Weather Service. Sunny today, high 86, mainly clear tonight, low 64. Mostly sunny tomorrow with a chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 90. Weekend forecast for WNBF listeners, mostly cloudy Saturday, a few showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, high 82. Sunday will be nice, mostly sunny with a high of 83. Right now in downtown Binghamton, it's 55 at News Radio, WNBF, and WNBF.com. Turn your spare. WNBF at WNBF and WNBF.com. Of course, uh, the talk show known as Binghamton Now will be hitting the air in just a few minutes right after the 8 o'clock news. And we'll be taking your phone calls. If you have some things you need to say, by all means, you can call in and say them. Also, we'll talk about monkeypox with Mary Yearden from the Broome County Health Department and also latest developments on the Number 5 Commons Project with the developer Brett Pritchard. All that, maybe some surprises. Coming up on News Radio WNBF at 758. New this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Today is Thursday, June 30th. We're here for you live and local. ABC News with the latest national and world developments coming up next. Then, the local and regional update with James Kelly in the WNBF News Center. I'm Bob Joseph. Stick around for our live local talk program, Binghamton Now, coming right up after the news here on WNBF. It's 8 o'clock.